0: Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex and intimacy coach and psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus year helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is W and W is for water sports and other fetishes. A fetish is technically a form of sexual desire In which gratification is linked to a particular object or activity and when the person cannot reach orgasm without this object or activity present. Water sports is a fetish involving the incorporation of urine into sexual activities. Recent research has about 26% of the population having experienced this type of play. Joining me to talk about these topics is the goddess indigo. The goddess Indigo never thought of herself as dominant. People simply were delighted to do as she requested, such as when she transformed her very first boyfriend into a house slave, decades before discovering the term BDSM online. That initial authority transfer, coupled with a voracious appetite for knowledge, launched her spiritual odyssey into MS. The goddess, an international educator with a unique brand of irreverent humor, engages in a wide range of shenanigans. She ran the largest gathering of human equines in the U.S., Camp Crucible, and relishes emceeing events. She co directs Mast Austin, founded a female-led dynamic group, Mast Austin Domina SIG, and chairs Austin's Authority authority-imbalanced Dynamics Monthly Discussion Month. Previously, she was the host of the Leatherline radio show, KPFT FM 90.1 Houston. TGI's performance art has graced stages, including Art Erotica and IMSOL. The goddess is the matriarch of the leather family genus Indigo and owns Dr. Bob, her slave and force multiplier. She humbly appreciates the continued request to teach about her own personal passion, sustainable female-led dynamics. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. And thank you for joining us, Dr. Bob.
1: My pleasure, totally.
0: So, let's start with water sports. Because people are always like really freaked out by this one, and I'm not sure why, since there are so many people actually into this. Yes, but the first thing is when you say water sports and you tell them what it is, they're like, <laughs> "Well, I, I, it's
2: it's taboo, definitely." And you're talking about the idea of something that's considered waste. Yeah, um, when when those things come into mind, then um, you know the, the, it's it's very very taboo. I remember when I um, started in the scene, it was actually on my list of things that I would not do. It's <laughs> funny, as you, when you start off, you have this huge list of, of uh, soft and hard limits, softer things that you might be willing to expand upon, might be able to encroach into. Hard is when you're like, absolutely no, that's a hard stop. Um, and for me, it was it was a hard stop. Um, and I got involved with a gentleman, and we played for a while. And as our intimacy grew, as we you know, explored authority and balance, power exchange, um, and kink, he developed a, um, some reverence for me. Uh, and while that was going on, he, um, he came to me and said, you know, I, I'm beginning to think about it." And it was actually a limit for him as well. He goes, I'm beginning to think about this because um, I, I adore you. And there's nothing from you that I would not accept. Would you be willing? Um, I managed to keep my face under control.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you want to. <laughs> you, you don't want like to yuck on someone's yum.
2: Exactly, exactly. So I I, and I I very carefully said, well, let me think about this. And I, I did. And I came back and I, I and I said, you know, what? I'm willing to explore this with you. Um, and, on that, uh, uh, and so we worked out a day. And because we thought it was so taboo, for some reason we couldn't do it in a house. We decided we were going to do it in his RV. Don't ask me why that made sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: I know, right? It makes no sense. So I, I, I got um, huge, uh, copious amounts of um, tea, which is a diuretic, uh, and I drank them all day preparing. As one does, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't do anything halfway. Uh, by the time I got to the door of the RV, I was fair ready to burst. I, I, I uh, get inside, grab him, run to the bathroom because I have to go so badly. I'm nervous as all you know, as as you can imagine. Um, and he knelt in front of me, and immediately uh, all organs stopped working. <laughs> you know what they call being shy. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm staring down at him. He's looking up at me. It's so awkward. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the floodgates open. I'm surprised he survived. It was more of a um, waterboarding than, uh, than than water sports. Uh, oh my god! But somewhere in the process, and this and, and there's different ways to do water sports. In our, you know, in, in this example, we were uh, do, ingesting, right. Uh, And he actually grabbed me closer and held me tight. And after, and he was making these very primal sounds. And when he was done, he started licking the inside of my thighs, trying to get every drop. And then when he couldn't find any more, he started licking his arms. And um, needless to say, we we both uh, decided that was a plus uh, and we would (laughs) explore it
0: more. It um, It was an amazing experience. But see that, so because what's interesting to me from that is that that's a reverence, that came out of a reverence. Whereas often water sports are a humiliation thing; they can be. There, there's and, so many different ways, and 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 actually an easy humiliation thing. I mean, I mean, some people don't. I, I know don't find it that way. But if you look at the kind of impact, because being a therapist, I often do. If you look at the impact of calling somebody horrible, terrible names, right? Mm-hmm. Versus peeing on them the horrible terrible mm-hmm. names t- tend to stick more than the peeing on the peeing on happens and it's over the horrible terrible names work their way inside and 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 sometimes yes. after the scene during the scene they're great but after the scene they're problematic so it's it's an interesting one with humiliation because it can it can actually be lighter humiliation but people don't often think of it that way because it's taboo
2: yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that. They, they, I, I recently heard someone, and this made sense to me, that when you're doing humiliation play, that as long as you don't attack uh, what you would consider a pillar of one's identity, right, that it, that it tends to be less um, trauma involved, right. So if, you, if you're and and with the, the, with humiliation, people tend to kind of go scattershot. and yes. so they can get dings. Where if you, if you set up in advance what areas are actually how the person sees themselves and values themselves and stay away from those places, uh, it can be a fun and reverent way of um, you know,
0: playing. And, 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 and it's a, it can be an incredible turn-on, but there are really interesting ways to be humiliated that don't involve attacking, attacking the person. Exactly. I, like, one of my things was, um, was being in a situation of being under two people having sex.
1: Mm, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. they're not getting so getting to be really close to the smells getting some taste but not being able to be in it oh yeah that was that was fantastic but then there's no negativity in that like yes absolutely. you know in terms of like you're greedy therefore this is all you're going to get is what's kind of what was said at the time oh and and it was really hot but there was nothing negative about that because there was nothing horrible said about because greedy is not one, I mean, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I'm greedy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Move on to the next thing, right? <laughs> um, so it's not, it's not something that, that I would find damaging. Whereas often when I see people do humiliation play, there's a lot of really deep, intense stuff. Um, and that doesn't work for me personally. It doesn't turn me on. But, um, but also I see a lot of people who don't think it through. And then I end up with them, and they they talk about being traumatized by the scene because nobody talked through exactly where they were going to go with this.
2: Exactly. I, yeah, I don't think anyone has this uh, this this idea that they're the best human urinal ever, and and if they don't do it right, it's it's <laughs> it's going right. to impact exactly. their
0: lives. <laughs> so, right. So so it's it's like it's a way of humiliating without you know really without creating much damage unless you have a particular family taboo or something from your childhood, which is less common.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, So you're right. There are many different ways to approach this. I actually know a master who uh, receives from his slave and his idea is everything about her belongs to me. Right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. That makes sense. And I'd never thought of it in that way before but he goes she can't keep anything from me not even uh her you know golden shower so that was i when i when i heard that i was like huh okay okay you know it's it's just a it's just a different perspective well for me it's
0: amazing what people will do to get their own fetish need met within the context of their dynamic (laughs) (laughs) we are such creative creatures Because most of the golden shower desires come from um, earlier in life. Actually, that's not an unusual one because most of us, when we first become aware of our sexual arousal, because peeing is quite close to that, we find ourselves in in this area that can get somewhat confused. Yes. As young children. And if if we imprint in that at, at any point on that, then that, then the, the, the pee thing will come with us as we get older. Absolutely.
2: It's, it's funny you say that. We played with it so much uh, when I first started that I actually couldn't get aroused without a need to urinate. That's interesting.
0: So you, you paired the two.
2: Yes. Yes. I managed to anchor one to the other. It took years for that to go away. Um, but, it, yeah, I, I always found that really interesting. Um, what? I- actually Kind of delightful.
0: (laughs) What I find so interesting about that, though, especially, is how hard that is to break. And I think that's a really important point for this show in general, that if somebody has a true fetish, it's not a breakable bond. And so that just illustrates the fact that you can actually make that pairing as an adult, And make it and have it be so strong that it's a hard one to break. Now you can have it or not have it. But for a period of time, you couldn't break that pairing. So think about what happens with most people. Um, It's often when they're children. So um, when we come back um, after a word from our sponsors, we will have further conversation on this.
3: sexy is back and we've got it going on all the time here on the sexy lifestyle network maximize your orgasms and just let go the throes of passion waterproof pleasure blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets from massage oils to lubes and beyond we've got your bed covered So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own throes of passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.
0: Welcome back to the A to Z of sex this week. It is W which is for water sports and other fetishes. And I am talking with the goddess Indigo and her boy, Dr. Bob today, all about this area. Just before the break, we were talking about how intense these pairings can be and how, um, for many fetishes, it, it becomes impossible to reach orgasm or to get turned on, even unless the, the presence of whatever it is, whatever the fetish is. Um, And so you were saying that actually you could be be back in that place, goddess like that. yeah.
2: Very easily. Uh, It wouldn't take much. Uh, It's definitely a source of arousal for me at this point.
0: And so that's for most Um, interesting to me because it's something that got created as an adult. So it reminds everybody that we can continue to learn and continue to develop new arousal patterns forever.
2: Absolutely. To go from a uh, hard stop, no, this is red for me, uh, to I can't get turned on without needing to pee in or on someone. <laughs> <laughs> in, in one incident in an RV, yeah, <laughs> um, really. you, you, don't, you don't know where, uh, when, you're, when you're out there exploring and being an intrepid explorer of your own sexuality, <laughs> um, you find lands that you didn't know existed that might be good for you. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, my boy and I have not actually indulged in water sports yet. Uh, and since since this came up in conversation, I, I believe it's going to be some place that we go. Lovely. Uh, but he does have some experience
1: in it. Yeah, uh, um, I've uh, I've toyed with uh, being peed on in a uh, uh, in the shower in the bathtub. And then I have tried to urinate on my own slave, uh, and I actually was unable to do that. Uh, I got the... You know, the, the Pea pee shy Pea <laughs> And uh, I don't do humiliation play normally. I, I don't look at women that way, and I have a lot of trouble even pretending that I might. Um, and that, However, I was able... Uh, the same slave was urinating one day, and I was able to stick my hands between her legs and, uh, uh-uh, as she was and uh, play in the stream. She thought that was astonishing and beyond anything she'd ever thought of. before. Was she mortified? Um, she was giggling and so oh, good. Of surprised by the whole thing. Not that maybe. was the
0: other bit that we didn't pull up, though, because there's, that, there's also that I'm, you, you don't get to have any privacy thing, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, I'm going to watch you. Um, mm-hmm. So some people have, like, they're not going to really play um, or they might stick a hand in just to show you that they can, they can be part of anything you do. And I'm going to watch you. And then there are the people who control when you can go or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That would well, drive she, me completely crazy. Uh, oh, would it now? Yeah, I don't think I could manage that.
1: She has to ask permission before going to the bathroom or leaving the room or leaving the house, anything like that.
0: So she, so to you, Micro. this was a conversation we started having um, the other day on another show, which is whether um, we were talking about power exchange and saying that, look, the reality is, is that, the shape of what it looks like can be so different for each different couple. And some people might like to micromanage. It's part of their kink. And that I call that micromanaging, right? If somebody has to ask permission to leave the room, they have to ask permission to go to the bathroom. That's micromanaging. Whereas I'm not micromanaged by him. Um, By my master, I'm not micromanaged, but I might be micromanaged by somebody else. I go to serve temporarily because 24, seven micromanagement of me would result in one crazy human being, and not a pleasant person to own.
2: <laughs> we have a term for uh, what we consider there to be, and, and of course, there's exceptions to this rule, of course. But there's really two types of mastery, so to speak. Um, there's the stew maker and then there's the cake maker. Oh, I like this. Tell me more. Uh, that, that, that There's a level of precision and a, and a, and a specific recipe for success uh, that can be repeatable that cake makers do. Our right. students would be like, you know, this is a, a pinch of this, a dab of that. And they kind of build the construct as they go along where a, a cake maker might already have the structure in place and be able to insert someone in in a, in a, in a more seamless manner.
0: So that's interesting because that means I've probably been in service to both, both in both types of situations. Um, yes. And um, I would also think, I also think, again, it depends on what it is you're doing and how you're living that makes a yes. big difference. So when I was in um, a 24-7 relationship at long distance, so I was going to the place and coming away from the place, micromanagement was much easier because while I was there, my activities were limited. So my, mm-hmm. 100%, my 110% attention was focused on the person that I was with. Whereas when mm-hmm. I live with somebody, if I'm the one who's going out to work and, I'm, and there's a child at play, it gets harder to do that. Yes um, and so you end up seeing I think more more kind of stew than yes. because because what you've got is you've got all these mundane things to have to work around mm-hmm. if that makes sense
2: Look, it's funny because uh, the personality types also bleed onto the other side um, so if you have a submissive that's a cake maker they can it can be crazy making serving a stew maker because they want a, a repeatable, um, method to success. They want right. very clear instruction. They want to know exactly what to do and how to do it. Whereas, Maker's like, you know, as long as the end result is what I want, the, the rest doesn't really matter. Um, and so, uh, you know, being
0: able yeah, to so know. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I will fit in with your structure. I mean, that that's truly me. I will fit in with your structure. So, it doesn't matter to me whether, um, I don't, yeah, it doesn't, I just have to know what the person wants. How I get there doesn't, doesn't matter to me if they want me to get there in a certain way that's fine otherwise also fine ah so um so
2: that's uh that's that's being process driven versus product driven yes absolutely absolutely but I, i do it's funny since then i've incorporated piss play in different ways into my dynamic um people that serve me say when they're um uh Urinating, uh, because I find that once when you when you when you gain control of areas where a person first established their autonomy and their sense of identity, that those anchors can be very strong. Yes, when it comes to eating and you and uh, toileting, those are two places where you, if you insert yourself. Um, you can have very very strong results that are that are long lasting.
0: Yes, and you can do, and you can do that actually very quickly. I mean, it is. Yes definitely a shortcut um, psychologically because they are such anchor places and also often areas that nobody else has touched other than a parental area, right? It's like, you know, your your partner's not touched that.
2: Bingo. Bingo. Um, So I I do use uh, those areas as places to uh, insert my authority and um, garner more control, yeah. Once you start going there, they can't stop thinking about you. I wonder why.
0: <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it's such a taboo. And it's one of the reasons why I like, you know, I said, and other fetishes. We will talk about some other things. There are other things that we, I mean, you know, I could do whole shows on each fetish. Um, mm-hmm. But this is one that's such a taboo, um, particularly, I mean, in the, in, in um, bisexual and heterosexual communities. This is much more common in the gay community, and particularly the gay male community, that this isn't even like, like people don't even think twice, right? You know, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like been incorporated into play forever, and it's not nearly as taboo. Whereas when you start moving away from that community, it gets more and more taboo. Um, and part of the fun, I think, in in engaging in alternative lifestyles is is approaching the taboo and seeing what's there.
2: Absolutely. Um, and when you're talking about the different ways to play with it, if you're doing humiliation play, you can do things like actually in, uh, in, uh, with intent, make it a less pleasant experience. So uh, right. Eating asparagus, um, beetroot makes it super red, um, kale, uh, things like yeah. that will will make it, um, less yeah. pleasant. Odorous. Uh, yeah. And odorous. Odiferous. Um. Then, uh, uh, you know, making sure to stay well hydrated um, can, can definitely be a benefit to make it less of a um, extreme experience. Right. So uh, there are things that can be done either way to, to um, provide the type of play
0: you desire. Well, and then there's in Japan, there's like, and I've got, forgotten the name of this. You can let me know if you remember, but I've forgotten the name of this. But there is a particular pee fetish that is all about accidents. Oh it, no! It, yeah, no, it's its own thing, and it is all about accidents. And there's porn all on it, and it is all about the girl having the accident, and that's what these people are into. Some of them are guys, some of them are girls, and they're into seeing that accident. Right. Like she tries to get to the bathroom and doesn't make it. She wets her pants, whatever. It's, it's just its own fetish. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of intriguing. And it's actually quite large compared in comparative to the, um, you know, the fetishes as a whole. Yeah. And I'm, I will have to dig up the name because I'm embarrassed. I cannot remember it. I used to know it. But, yeah, it's, it's its own fetish, all its own. Then There are people who have the fetish just to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. Or or to uh, uh, urinate uh, outside while, yes. while being watched.
0: Yes, um, absolutely. You always oh. hope that those people get paired up, the ones who want to watch and the ones who like to watch. <laughs> One would hope, right? <laughs> it doesn't always work that way, but it's really nice when you get people with interlocking parts work together, right? That, 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 when it's simpatico, it seems to be better. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I found that fascinating when I found that out. It's like a whole fetish around – wetting your pants, but not babies, you know, not, it's not, it's, it's completely to do with sometimes teenage girls and, 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 and then up even adult Mm -hmm. women, not making it to the bathroom. And so the whole thing is watching the accident.
2: I I remember when, um, I, uh, wanted, there was uh, someone that was serving me that hadn't responded to, uh, my phone calls or messages for a while. And I, um, stuck him in a bathtub in a a, dependence and made him drink copious, copious amounts uh, and left him there until he had that accident. Uh, And believe it or not, he responded much better after that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, he didn't want that. So we are coming up to our second break, and we will um, continue some more of this conversation. I have a feeling Dr. Bot's going to give us the name of this. But before we go on break, I just want to remind you guys about my favorite, favorite wand vibrator which is the o wand it is elegant cordless completely waterproof and it is super powerful it's got four speeds seven programs and a completely ergonomic handle i think this vibrator is incredible and in my opinion it beats the magic wand by a mile if you want a 10 percent discount do head over to https colon forward slash forward slash and put in the code Lori 10 you can find a link on my business page on the sexy lifestyle network business pages and now we will go to break and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes
1: you're listening to the sexy lifestyle talk radio network
3: when the lights are off that's no reason not to light things up
1: How do you feel about a non-monogamous lifestyle? Does it sound enticing? Are you worried about what others might think? Your questions are answered on Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. It's a discussion about the swinger lifestyle, non-monogamy, sex, sexuality, and where it all fits in. All we ask is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, and you will find your desires and fantasies can come true. Tune in to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
3: This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to LoriBeth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week is W is for water sports and other fetishes. And I have the goddess Indigo and her boy, Dr. Bob, on talking with me all about these subjects. So just before the break, Um, where did we get to? Oh, we were looking for the word for the Japanese version of water sports. And we came up with... It
2: is Omorashi, O-M-O-R-A-S-H-I.
0: Yep. And and there is an entire community. So if this is an area that interests you, or even if you're just curious, go look up Omorashi and you can look at... um, You may need to do some translating because it doesn't really... There are not really many communities... Outside of Japan, that um, that talk about this, but it's a fascinating one. Um, what are your other favorite fetishes? Oh my gosh! Uh,
2: how long how long do I have? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, there's so much about just the water sports that's of interest to me. Um, I, 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 when it comes to that, I do things like uh, marking my territory, for instance. That's um, what we hadn't mentioned. Yes. So what I, what I tend to do is I'll, I'll draw a bath. I'll do the, and, and I'll, I'll even bathe the individual. And right before the end, I'll, I'll pee in the water. And then I allow them a very quick rinse and they have to wear my scent. Um, there's something about that that's very arousing. Um, there, and there's, there's just so much. We haven't, we haven't done that boy. Well, we have a simple, simple sexual relationship at this point. Well, it's about to become eurosexual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not so simple anymore. <laughs> um,
2: and there's, there's something about that that's, that's very erotic as well. Uh, and I mentioned controlling them and the way they go to the bathroom. Uh, uh, I have a mantra that they, they have to halt three times in the middle of their stream and repeat what I, what I tell them. Um, uh, the boy mentioned um, people having to ask permission to go in the first place. Uh, we have an interesting relationship. I am his master. He also has a
1: slave. And I would comment that the uh, the checking, uh, have, letting her know when uh, telling me before she leaves the room, telling me before she leaves the house, whenever she moves the car, she is uh, an, an attorney who uh, is a business owner And so what we're doing, what I'm trying to do is to counter that headspace.
0: I understand that. I run two businesses. So so I completely understand.
1: Right. So what you're doing is
0: countering the the headspace so that you're not, that she's not topping from the bottom.
1: Um, Well, it's just, so she would never normally top. She actually is a submissive lady, which is interesting being a business owner. Um, However... Uh, it changes the context so much.
2: It gets her out of our head space, it her headspace. gets out of her headspace. Which, you know, which is important. Uh, and being present and in the moment right. instead of planning the next whatever.
0: Well, and um, that, When it comes down to, mm-hmm. That's really yeah. important. That is really important, what you just said, but being present in the moment. Well, a lot of the activities that we do are to cause that,
2: that level of connection, that intensity where you are actually living in the moment. You're not thinking about what's going to happen in half an hour. You're not thinking about what happened uh, at work, you know, two hours ago. You're actually present with that person. And that's such a gift. Mm-hmm. These activities uh, just are supposed to strengthen our connection. And mm-hmm. that's what we as human beings, I believe what we want, is to, be, to, to uh, feel like we're being seen and heard and, you know, um, have that connection.
0: Well, and I think you're right. And I also think that often people don't understand. People have a, a great deal of difficulty being present at all. And so you're starting with a very high bar. I mean, I'm really dominant in the world. And I am, and not in the world, I take the slave place. And I, that, I'm really happy with that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really happy to put the dominance aside you know, mm-hmm. and, and set it down. And for me, the thing, because we work with energy, that's, that just grabs you and you're present and you don't really have a choice. And that for me is, is what the joy is. It's that being present and connected and continuously connected. Um, sometimes throughout everything I'm doing during the day, there's a part of me that's always connected and it allows that. And it's very difficult to teach people how to get out of this, mm-hmm. without doing things that actually move them out of that headspace I, I forgot I was on radio for a second I pointed to my head guys <laughs> but you know it's like you've got you know people oftentimes you have to actually help people move out of that headspace you can't expect them to know how to be able to do that because it's not something we learn
1: absolutely and one of the techniques I use for that and earlier you would ask for examples of other fetishes hmm. uh, uh, and in my world a fetish is linked to your sexuality so over the over the years, I have connected dining formally to pre-sex. So the formal dining for me is sexual foreplay, and we do sexual foreplay at the table.
2: So oh, sexual play, period. Sexual
1: play at the table.
2: Um, which makes uh, usually the meals are cold, cold by the time we eat. We warn people. <laughs> But dining, dining is just uh, um, uh, another avenue to connection uh, at that point.
1: It's actually very interesting in a humorous department. So we were trying to break in a new guy to join us for dinner and play.
2: When, we, when he says us, he's saying yeah, him you know, and his slave. Yeah, right.
1: And, and uh, he turned out to be a gourmet cook, and the idea of eating a cold meal was so repulsive that he wouldn't do it. <laughs>
0: It's one of the things that's so interesting to me is this conversation with a woman um, online who is um, writing an article and and there's a lot of controversy about the use of the term foreplay now, because um, oftentimes foreplay, at least in those circles that she was talking about, is used to suggest that that's not real sex and the real act is the is the is the act of intercourse. But okay. to play in our world, foreplay for us, that's not what it means because we start with conversation, no. we start with flirting. And yeah. we start with, and so, I mean, I spend most of my time in foreplay and afterplay, right? It's continuous play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea that, you know, she was like, oh, I love a good sexual debrief was her comment about afterplay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not really a debrief per se. It's kind of an ongoing Going like one bleeds into the next, bleeds into the next, you know. Even the act of just checking in with somebody that I'm um, in service to, deeply in, in connected with, even the act of checking in in the morning and saying good morning, whomever,
2: is deeply erotic. Well, we're, we're engaging the, uh, the largest sex organ, the, the brain. Yeah. Um, and and there's something about how we... we it. All these things are just intertwined in the most beautiful ways. It's just luscious. Uh, you know, you asked about um, my, you know, my fetishes. Or my, I'm, I'm going to translate that to my kinks, you know. Uh, and it's all about connection. So that the list just goes on and on. Um, you know, strap-on play, uh, pegging so to speak, uh, you know, uh, fisting. There's something about having my hand inside someone and feeling their heartbeat, being connected in that way where you can't, you can barely tell where one person begins and the other one ends, that that level of intimacy. That's what I strive for. And the acts are just ways to get, get to that point. That's the result that I want. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's interesting. So if we were describing fetish for you, it would be that connection rather yes. than actual acts. The acts are a means to that. Okay.
1: That's that's
0: perfect. I agree. It, it's that way for me. If I don't have, um, if, if, if there's an energy connection, and if the energy connection isn't there for me, it, there's not. It, there's nothing. If it, I can't do that purely physical thing anymore, and so yeah. I don't. That. So that's the, the. If you were looking at it, that's the fetish. It's n- necessary to actually have that deep energetic connection, or I can't get anywhere.
2: Absolutely.
0: So uh, I'm just very,
2: uh, it's, it's, I, I enjoy the journey, but my goal is always that level of intense connection. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, it doesn't really matter what I do to get there. I, 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 I do a little bit of everything. I, um, liquid nitrogen play. I mean, that, that's just, there's no, there's no end to, um, internal electrics. Um, it's, it's whatever vehicle will get me to,
0: to that end result. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Well, that's really interesting. So um, we are a few minutes from break. When we come back, we're definitely going to have to talk define liquid nitrogen play. <laughs> I, know about, I know about internal electri- I know about electrics, period. Electrics are, are um, a- any kind of um, electrical play is interesting. Internal electrical play is a bit more challenging than some. <laughs> oh. I quite like. I mean, I quite like that. I, I, I don't have so much so much of an issue with it. I quite like it. But I know a lot of people are like deathly afraid of the idea yes. of using any kind of an internal probe. But I yes. like I like it because I learned um, there's a lot of um, um, PC muscle programs mm-hmm. that you can do with internal probes, um, yes. and that worked better for me than anything else after surgery. So you know, I I got used to loving it. I mean, for me, it was erotic as well, so it was nice. For some people, it's not erotic. It's just, you know, exercising the muscles. But I combine the two. So it's quite quite pleasant way to do rehab. You're going to have to do rehab. So um, we will be back in a couple of minutes after a word from our sponsors. And um, that will be the last segment. We'll get a definition of liquid nitrogen play because that's one I haven't heard of before. See you all in a couple of minutes.
3: Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive. So we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Parish Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine. With Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae, you won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, The Radio Show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Agency of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This week is W is for water sports and other fetishes. And I'm with the goddess Indigo and her boy, Dr. Bob. And right before the break, she mentioned something called liquid nitrogen play, which I'd never heard of before. So I'm really excited to hear what this is.
2: Well, um, it's, it, it involves getting a doer, which is something that holds the liquid nitrogen. And you can do all kinds of things from um, uh, cold brandings. Instead of using heat, you actually use liquid nitrogen and apply it to the skin. And it, um, depending on how long you hold it and the type of skin you have, it can be temporary to permanent, depending um, and, uh, and depending on how, how quickly you heal um, people that want it to heal slower or want to keep it tend to um, keep uh, scrubbing at the skin to keep uh, to, to cause some scarification. yeah um, but but um, you can do that to I have frozen roses in a liquid nitrogen and um, uh, used it to caress as well as um, you know uh, strike someone Um uh, I, I take towels and I put them in the liquid nitrogen and I will do a flogging uh, with both hands. And the smoke is actually quite dramatic while you're doing this. Yeah. Um, there's, and you can actually apply it to the skin, but you have to be very careful because you could cause a uh, definite damage if you, if you aren't, um, uh, if you haven't been trained properly and and don't stay aware of those, uh, those uh, concerns.
0: I probably am not the person to be doing that just because I'm, um, I'm on immunosuppressants because I have autoimmune disease. Um, and so um, we're, we're really careful about things that damage or break the skin. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he'd let me like he wouldn't let me have Phoenix has been Phoenix B has been wanting to do a cutting on me for years. And he's just like, nope, nope, no. Nope. Trust Phoenix. Not that's not the issue. Um, I get tattooing and tattooing takes twice as long to heal on me as it does on your ordinary human. Um, He very rarely approves anybody breaking skin, Um, but you never know. It sounds interesting to me because it's, um, it's the opposite temperature play. So, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of using heat and temperature play can be really interesting well, there's uh, like using, um,
2: using implements on the skin that are very cold and mixing it with fire play is something that um, the person that taught me utilizes together, um, and, uh, and he's, he's very, very good. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready. It, it would take me um, a bit more time to get to where I'm comfortable doing both at the same time because the safety concerns are different in some ways, yeah. um, and making sure that I address all that. I, I won't play like that unless I know
0: that I can keep someone
2: as safe as possible. Right?
0: And so for those of you who don't know, we're talking about things that categorically are considered edge play, which are things that are that are a bit further out there, a bit more dangerous, require a bit um, more, not more than a bit, require training and, and more care and attention than, for example, your average flogging. Although, please don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting that anybody can pick up a flogger and do a flogging. You can do damage if you don't know what you're doing. But the difference between the damage you do with a flogger if you're hitting in the appropriate areas on the body versus the damage you might do with liquid nitrogen or with fire or with electricity is an appreciable difference. And so these are the sorts of things that when you consent to them, you really need to be understand fully what you're consenting to and be really clear that you are choosing to take a risk and take responsibility for that. Informed
2: consent, is very
0: important. Yeah, and, and, but then also to be really clear that it's your choice. Nobody's coercing you into this. Nobody's doing this to you. If you're feeling coerced in a situation, this is something you would walk away from. Absolutely.
2: Um, when we're talking about safety concerns, um, there are a few things about urine. One is uh, the, uh, the fact that most urine is actually not sterile. <laughs> they're, they're, they found um, that uh, there tends to be low... Uh, degrees of bacteria in urine, even even if they pull it with a catheter. Uh, so the idea that it's absolutely sterile and there's no concerns at all is, is not true.
0: Right. So there are some, you potentially, if you're going to ingest, you have to understand you're taking a risk. Um, you need to know the person you're ingesting from and make sure that they're healthy. Um, they might have still low grades of, of normal, We call it the normal bacteria the body carries. So if you're um, immunosuppressed, then you need to be aware of that and push up, like, you know, take something to combat that. Mm -hmm. Um, that. And also, um, if you have some
2: issues like uh, a need uh, for frequent urination, then that's a sign that you might have um, higher degrees of bacteria in your system as well. So making sure that you're cognizant of those things is important. Um, Yes. And... Uh, also that, uh, urine is considered waste. So making sure that you stay hydrated when you're doing something like ingestion is important.
0: Yes. Cause you're going to push, you're wanting to
2: push it back through your body. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it can be hard on the kidneys. So, um, uh, making sure that, that you keep that in mind, uh, is important. I, I know that some people have the kink of recirculating their urine. Yes. Uh, there's only so many times you can do that without it actually being a, a, a huge detriment to your body.
0: I know some people who do that for health reasons and don't say and don't see it as a kink. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's true. That's yes, yeah. true. I didn't know about that. None of which has been proven. I should point out. <laughs> I, when I first got diagnosed, I got I got told that that would make me well, so I looked into it. <gasps> wow. <laughs> okay, then there
1: was no evidence. Since we brought up the nitrogen, do you want to get a couple of safety cautions?
2: Well, um, just just that, that in order to, you need to learn from someone that's skilled, take the time to uh, be supervised in your play, um, and make sure that you uh, are, are absolutely aware of any issues that the person that you're playing with might have, uh, skin issues, health issues, um, anything at all. My, like my brother is actually allergic to cold. That is a thing.
0: Yeah, um, no, I know it is. And, and so you so, cause
2: he, yes. a great deal of damage by doing that. Exactly, exactly. So knowing who you're playing with. And before you do anything that's absolutely foreign to the other person, to do a trial, uh, to do take a, a small space and to be very, very aware and doing constant check-ins is, is very, very important. Um, yeah, when you're doing um, this the, these types of play, communication is, is uh, of utmost importance.
1: My impression is you, the person has to be standing so that you don't get any threat of pool. Um. It,
2: There's different ways to play. Uh, I think that if we went any further, it it would end up being a uh, liquid nitrogen class.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think one of the things that that you've said that's so important, which is important for people to remember anytime they're becoming involved um, in any kind of kinks or fetishes and, and playing with another human being is that, you really do need to make sure that you take enough of a history from the person that you're with in order to know what potential risks there are. And oftentimes while people will oftentimes do the safe sex conversation, although we often have to fight with people to get them to do the safe sex conversation, um, particularly in the heterosexual community, the conversation doesn't actually happen. People just use condoms, which isn't helpful, Um, but you really still need to have the conversation. Um, But Whilst we do that, we also have to remember that we need to be talking about any health concerns before getting involved in these things. I mean, even injuries like, you know, um, I used flogging before and I'll use it again. You know, a simple flogging can be not simple if you've had um, a particular injury and the person hitting you in the space that where you've been injured before. And if you yeah. haven't called them, you can't exactly blame them for causing you problems, right? There's a lot of communication that has to happen, in order for everybody to enjoy themselves. And that's the whole point of doing any of this is you want to have fun.
2: Absolutely. And and we don't always know how we're going to react, let alone, you know, uh, bio, our biological reaction. But just uh, recently um, I, I uh, acquired a, a asphyxiation collar, which has been a lot of fun playing with. Uh, and that requires a, a certain level of skill as well as, you know, I maintain my certification in CPR and first aid, you yeah. know, um, because it's important to play responsibly. Um, And I pulled it out uh, uh, when I was having uh, one of my formal dinners, and um, uh, someone uh, agreed to allow me to place it upon their neck. And they were like, you know, this isn't really working for me, and we put it away. But hours later, her reaction was exceedingly strong, and it took her the entire night to process what had been just a few seconds of um, experimentation.
0: Right. Uh, and you never know when somebody's going to have that kind of a trigger. Um, absolutely. And so that's really important that it, you know, going into this as a person that you're responsible, like I'm responsible to be able to communicate that to the people I'm playing with and also to take responsibility for the fact that this might be an unintended consequence. And so we work on it together and we communicate well enough with each other that we work on it together. Um, so there isn't, that sense of, well, I'm, you know, I'm putting this off on you. It's your responsibility. It's both our responsibility. Absolutely. We are about three minutes from the close of the show. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. This is wonderful. We really appreciate the invitation. Oh, no, it's been my pleasure. Um, and, um, we will next, um, week will be why, yes, we are skipping over X. Um, it is Y. is for Yoni massage. And, um, and we'll be talking about the amazing and sacred art of yoni massage. And it should be a lot of fun. Um, if you have questions, please don't forget to write in. Uh, and also, if you have a suggestion for the show on any letter or any topic, please do send it in and I'll see what I can do to make it happen. So I will see you all next week. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful, hot and healthy week and have a lot of fun. Bye for me.